Good afternoon and welcome to a special edition of Afrolog Podcast, the podcast which speaks about Africa and African issues. We are here on a special edition of Afrolog Podcast to talk about SPAC Nation and to talk about the issues around black churches in general. I'm here with two wonderful guests um, who are going to quickly introduce themselves and we're going to get right into the topic about SPAC Nations and the allegations concerning the church and also about... Uh, black churches and the issues that we have with black churches in general and we're also going to talk about potential solutions and things that could be done to alleviate some of the problems as perceived by the general public gentlemen please introduce yourselves wow that was very very professional man <laughs> i like i like it i like it um yeah my name's uh, i go by the name of big man frank on social media um but my government name is frank uh i'm a member of spac nation and um yeah, man, I'm a creative person, so yeah. Hi everyone, my name is Rashid, Rashid Ige, and I am I am me. I just do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right, let's get straight into it then. So um, about, I don't know how long ago it was, I think about a year ago, I heard about um, a church called Spac Nation that I hadn't heard of before. Was Yeah, it was, oh, maybe like more than a year ago. And um, and I heard that the church was held in a nice hotel somewhere, so I thought, you know, it'd be really good to, to come along. I didn't actually go, um, but, but I wanted to. Um, and a couple of weeks after that, I think I heard about an allegation by somebody who um, was at the church that she was sexually abused at the home of a pastor who was um, one of the pastors of the church. Mm. And since then, there have been kind of a number of allegations which have come out in the news and on social media now um, about different things going on within the church. So apart from sexual abuse, there's also um, promoting gang culture and gangs, um, glorifying wealth above or in place of God, being politically partisan, forcing members to hand over large amounts of money to, to sow, and forcing members to open up shell companies with questionable activities. So those are the things which are circulating on, on social media right now, and I'm sure we've all heard about uh, at least some of these things. Mm. So I think where I want to start off is, Frank, we have to come to you first. Let's go. What, what is your impression in general of some of these allegations mm -hmm. and, and how, what's your general impression? How do, you, how do you respond to some of these things that people say are going on? Wow. Um, you know, I would say some of the allegations, um, obviously the allegations for a reason. However, um, some of the things that people have, uh, uh, you know, um, criticized and mentioned on, on social media, there is truth to it. Um, and for me personally, it's sad and like disappointing because, you know, when I first went to SPAC, oh, I'm coming to about my second year now, approaching this, because one and a half, so, um, you know, it was a completely different um, vibe. You know, I came there, I was surprised to see the amount of young people that were there, like it was just, it was vibrant, like I couldn't believe it. You know, full house, packed, and the message was really about promoting and helping a lot of um, young people and, you know, starting up businesses and et cetera. And I thought that was quite, you know, positive. There was a lot of entrepreneurship, uh, you know, programs and, and, and stuff that they were promoting and they were supporting, especially a lot of young people, which I thought was positive. And I think during my time there, as, you know, time went on, you know, I started to hear small things, but 
you know, again, you know, you mentioned one of the sexual allegation rumors. I wasn't, I heard about it, but I wasn't fully aware about the ins and outs and whether it was, you know, if, if anybody was charged or whatever. So I can't really speak on that. But in regards to things like later on, like, you know, loans and frauds and these kind of things that these are the things for me that's kind of made me um, uncomfortable and not happy about how certain things or certain particular, uh, you know, leaders in particular are what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, it's damaging the reputation. Okay. Because me as a member and as someone who served there, uh, you know, these minorities actually, it brings a bad name mm. on the majority who are actually <laughs> exactly. doing okay. good. So I think there's, 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 there's that as well. So there is, I would say, yes, there is truth to what sort some of the allegations. I can't speak on the sexual one, yeah. but the others, mm-hmm. yes, I can say, you know, there are, you know, truths to that. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you for being honest with us. Yeah, yeah. Rashid, what do you think? Do you think that some of it has been blown out of proportion or do you think that what we've what we've started to see is an accurate reflection of uh, some of the problems going on? I guess, as Frank said, the allegations for a reason. So mm. there must be um, something going on for people to actually be vocalising it. And also the frequency or the amount of times that things have been mentioned. When something's said once, you might think, okay, maybe it's not necessarily the case. It could be left or right. But when it's mentioned multiple times over and over, then it starts, it's a pattern. Something mm. definitely is going on within the institution. And I guess the question for me is more like, whose responsibility is it to kind of, I guess, police it? Okay. Yeah, yeah so, okay, that's something I want to come on to. But first yeah. I want to talk about this, this gangs thing, right? Yeah. So a lot of the time, like a lot of the time over the past year, a lot of attention has been focused on this church because of um, Hope Dealers, yeah, which yeah, are a gang, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. a kind of a group of rappers who uh, who are associated with the, with the church, mm-hmm. um, including former and, and current gang members. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come to church and at the same time, they're part of gangs. So there's like a little bit of a, a dissonance going on between kind of, having like accepting gang culture within church mm-hmm. and at the same time um preaching about the ways of jesus yeah um who who would not have approved of uh of, of gang culture mm. see my thing is that i understand i think i understand what the church was doing i think you have um if you want to use if you want to use the church as a way of i mean first of all the church should be interested in young boys full stop secondly the church should also be trying to find ways to to promote themselves and to get young boys out of the, that lifestyle mm-hmm. now i think what um what spac nation's idea was was to was to say look you don't you don't only need to be able to have wealth through crime right you can also have wealth in other ways mm-hmm. and they you they use kind of um, fancy like designer clothes and things to show these boys that look we're at church we have designer clothes too so you don't need to go outside and be doing madness to get it mm-hmm. so I understand that I think that's I think I mean does that sound Frank does that sound correct in, in terms of what the church was trying to do I mean yeah that's that's uh, I think they were in a sense trying to cater to a particular demographic um, young black boys and, and, and girls women and I think, you know, uh, we need, uh, you know, churches like this to kind of help, you know, young people like ourselves and the younger generation. I feel as though that does kind of build unity amongst the community. Mm. And I think 
that's something that I think we've lacked and a lot of madnesses which is grand, especially with the younger generation, I think it's important to kind of show them that there is a right way that you can earn and live a particular life if you do it the right way. Okay. And, you know, I think, yeah, that is that was the, the motto and ethos. And I think that still is, I believe, but I think that certain people have kind of, you know, um, what's, the, what's the word to say? They've... they've uh, cannibalized it bastardized it yeah yeah, yeah. misused it yeah you know? i think and that's 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 the problem and i, I want to also add i don't mean to go on because mm-hmm. i think maybe you might want to touch upon this but I, I think within any organization whether it will be church um work whatever there's always going to be drama and some sort that's of true. you yeah. know scandals that go on mm-hmm. i mean that's just the norm whatever um but i just feel as though the situation that's happening and it's, it's kind of personal to me because I was part of, uh, you know, I still am of the development of, 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 of the church from a, a grassroots um, um, background. And I, I, I hate to see it go to shatters because that's something that originally when I came there, that wasn't, you know, the ethos or what, you know, was, was being um, um, preached or taught to me. So that's something that is, is, is something that is, um, is disappointing and needs to be addressed. A hundred percent. Because if it doesn't, then, you know, it's only one way that it's going and it's not going to end well. I can guarantee that for a fact. Rashid, what about you? Um, is, is it a legitimate thing to say, to say to young boys that, look, if you want designer clothes, you can also get it by serving God and by, and by praising God. Like, is that a legitimate way to get them out of that? I mean, as you said, it's a shame that um, that's what our young men and girls are attracted to in the first place. So I think there's a bit of... Um, there's a conversation around that agreed, in itself. Agreed, yeah. um, the fact that <laughs> that's enough to kind of bring you into this institution. And also, I guess that might potentially be the uh, motivation behind the scenes. I'm not really sure of the ins and outs of the, the fraudulent activity. Um, the ins and, that might be the thing that's motivating, I guess, the young people to then open up these companies. I don't know where the money goes. I really don't. I don't understand that aspect of it. It's quite cloudy to me, to be mm. honest. I'm not sure. So once they've opened that account, what happens with the money? I've seen a lot of texts about they should sow the seed. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you get it? So um, in regards to that, I don't. I think it's an effective um, method of bringing young people into a better place rather than them being on the streets. But I think it's it's a shame that that has to be the avenue that's used. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I mean, because you, you're also considering the question of whether these are worthwhile things in the first place. Mm. But th- but then we come to the question, does God, does, does God want you to be rich, right? Does mm. Jesus want you to be rich? Mm. You know, mm. we have verses in the Bible about it is easier for, um, for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to go to heaven. Mm. And we know that Jesus was somebody who lived a, a humble lifestyle. And, he, mm. you know, he wasn't like Solomon. He wasn't mm. a king like David. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, at the same time, Jesus was also bought, you know, expensive gifts when he was born. Mm-hmm. So does, does what does God think about wealth? Is it something that on a religious level we should be aspiring to? Does that make sense to you? Because mm. I think it's very interesting. Mm. I don't think, because I always see this thing um, in terms of the way we criticize our religious leaders and yeah. we criticize our pastors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie... Uh, Reggie Reggie Yates Yates did a documentary um, with the BBC Mm -hmm. and he interviewed Pastor Toby at Mm -hmm. uh, SPAC Nation Mm -hmm. and Reggie commented on uh, Reggie commented on on Pastor Toby's house and his cars and he said look you've got lots of great cars here you've got a lovely big house Um, you must be very wealthy and I think 
um, I think is really interesting. I don't believe personally that that God doesn't want you to be rich. And I also don't believe that just because you're a religious leader, that means that you shouldn't be rich or that you have to be poor, right? Mm. Obviously, where we get the problem is with with people who are, you know, dishonest and who are abusing their financial relationships. Mm. But what do you guys think? Do you, do you think that God actually wants people to be rich? I think that the issue comes in when you become consumed with the idea of gener- like developing that wealth so much so that you kind of lose touch with the faith mm. so as long as you like constantly focus on developing your relationship with god and remaining a you know a good person generally i don't necessarily th- i don't think god wants you to be poor because obviously the more you if you're a person who believes and you have more wealth then obviously there's a lot of verses in the quran and bible that kind of well i'm not sure that kind of point you towards doing good for you know your brother mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. so if you have more then you can do more mm-hmm. generally mm. now i would agree and uh, agree on what you said i i, I mean there's there was a verse I remember um, in the Bible and Christ Jesus actually, uh, when he was, um, he saw Peter and Peter was a, a fisherman and, you know, Peter when he was trying to get fish and he was struggling and what he'd done, he helped Peter or, you know, he saw that Peter needed a, had a problem and he gave him a solution to his problem. So I think that's an example of, you know, Christ showing, listen, there's a way that you can help fellow people and i think in terms of like uh in terms of uh the wealth i think yes you can have wealth and but the bible has certain principles i even throw this example um i think it's the orthodox jews the guys stanford stanford hill predominantly is it the orthodox jews yeah. Are they in, the, in the area yeah i'm not i'm not sure I'm, I'm okay sure. the guys with the hats right yes yeah, I'm yeah. Not sure, yeah okay but with them Right, they they are quite very very wealthy, mm. but you know they don't necessarily flaunt it in the way where you know our culture seems to like to flaunt you know uh, designer stuff. However, they do a lot of things within the community, and they mm-hmm. apparently according in their community, it circulates around five people. It doesn't move, uh, you know, out of their community unless it's gone around a certain amount of people. And I think wealth does help, um, and you know, uh, enriches. Uh, people's lives and makes it better so i think with the right principles with that wealth there's not a problem and you should there's i don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't prosper you know in in the right way obviously mm. their principles yeah but is it but that's the question though is it the right i mean i think there are people out there who would find all that drippy drippy you've seen that video yeah, yeah, were, yeah. were you there actually were you there when that happened i wasn't i wasn't there on that okay, particular day okay okay yeah, the yeah. drip see a lot of people would find that distasteful does that yeah. I mean, so we're saying kind of, uh, we're talking about moderation. We're talking about yeah. having other things in your in your spiritual life than yeah. wealth, right? But does that mean that the drippy, drippy is wrong? <laughs> does, is that what we're saying? That that churches shouldn't be doing that? You know what? I think I think having, you know, dressing nice and having drip, okay. I don't think there's a problem with it. Yeah. I think in pertaining to SPAC, I think how they market it, there's also a strategy of who they're trying to okay. target. Okay. And I think like what the brother was saying is that the generation now are quite materialistic and sometimes a way to lure them in is by showing them these things to get them in but once you get them in that's when you have to kind of train and explain it's not all about this and i think as well intentions because we have to remember as well a, a lot of these people that come who are young when you're young you're quite um impressionable so it's you're easy to uh how am i going to say uh manipulate in a way mm. or be very uh swayed by what looks attractive and i think that's where the problem comes because someone who's of a certain age who has experienced certain things will not be so you know um 
uh, kind of mesmerized by all of the the drip and wanted to be all up in you know in in that kind of hype so to speak okay so but let's 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 make it personal right yeah let's talk about you when okay. did you become aware that i mean okay uh -huh. first question yeah did you do you feel this pressure uh -huh. uh, of having to wear designer clothes and and you know drive designer cars and things to to come to church do you feel that pressure because yeah. you know i always heard my mom speak about wearing your sunday best uh -huh. and you're that i mean as far as she was concerned you're not supposed to to go to church not looking good mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you know i remember my grandmother always telling me that you know if you were going to meet the queen, you'd, mm -hmm. you'd dress up, wouldn't yeah. you? So yeah. you're going to church to meet God. Why wouldn't you also dress up equally? Right. But do you feel that there's a pressure um, on top of wearing your Sunday best to actually wear designer clothes? Like, do you feel that pressure going to the church? I mean, look, um, that's interesting. I think with any group of people, you know, you're always going to get... This is another thing that I think uh, I should have mentioned. In any group, church or work, there's a culture. Yeah, there's always a culture in any of any of these environments, and I think the culture is that you know the drip and you know etc. Especially the the main leaders who are you know um, kind of in the forefront etc. Are this is what you know the image which they're showing, and obviously if you want to be in that circle or clique or you know be around them and be involved, then probably you'd feel more pressured too. Mm. But for someone like me, I don't care because mm -hmm. that's not what I came for, and mm. I've been on this journey before I came to SPAC. So I kind of, my mindset is, is quite different. Yes, yeah, sometimes I look and I think, okay, you know, might not get the attention or, you know, a lot of people are getting this shine, but then it's also a test of faith on what you came here for. Because I always think to, it's, you know, like we were saying earlier on, it is a spiritual thing and there should be like, you know, that's not the first, it shouldn't be about material, materialistic, mm. material um, uh, 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 value. It should be about, you know, a journey and relationship and, you know, people. That's, 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 that's kind of- That's what it's my, about. Yeah, that's my, yeah. But okay, so Rashid, to contrast, uh, I assume you don't go to church. No. So um, being a Muslim, going to the mosque, talk to us about the difference in terms of um, the pressure to, to dress well because um, you people all wear the same thing generally speaking to the mosque um, do you think that makes a difference and okay. is that and, and how would you how would you describe that kind of the relationship with wealth and the preaching about wealth in Islam okay so I can't speak about everything generally but I'm going to speak about two different aspects so the mosque I go to um, where it's mostly youth mm -hmm. mostly the youth mosque um Everyone kind of generally wears the same, you know, the long white, whatever. Um, Abaya. Abaya, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, um, so usually you don't really think about anything like that because everyone's wearing the same thing. Whereas my parents' mosque, which is an African mosque, like, just like, I'm sure it'll be the same as that African church and stuff. Everyone wants to, you know, say that. Of course, of course. So, <laughs> you know. so as I said, like, generally, I, I think it just depends on the particular institution and, as you said, the culture at the institution. Um, something you said earlier on in regards to like whether um, a religious institution should be like promoting or using designer to bring people in. I don't necessarily think they should. I, in fact, I think that that kind of goes against, you know, you shouldn't be glorifying, you know, like what's it called? Um, Money. Material. Materialistic yeah, things okay, like yeah. that. To kinda, and also um, if you did do that to get people in and then later on change the message to, oh no, forget about that. Do you understand? Yeah, I'm not mm, taking you seriously. Yeah. Mm. You just told me, yeah, when you come, all of us are gonna look like bollocks, and now you're telling me, no, just just dress normal. Mm. Like, it will kind of like weaken the trust that I have within you or of you 
if that's the case. But generally speaking, in Islam, um, if you're wearing the thobe or whatever, there's different qualities of that as well, you know. There's different qualities as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. There's different qualities. Okay, so, so you can get the expensive ones yeah, as well. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. Okay, but this is, okay, but prosperity gospel, right? Mm. And we, like, we know in lots of African churches, we have a, there's a big tendency, um, I think, with generally a lot of West Africa, um, Southern Africa, um, a, a big tendency to to talk about wealth and prosperity, right? And this is on the African continent. So I think of the big churches in Nigeria. I think of Redeemed. Um, I think of Winners Chapel. I think of of lots of churches, um, KICC. That the core message, right, is that you can become wealthy, and and this is what God wants for you. And I think that makes sense when you're preaching to a lot of people who are struggling materially, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that message is very welcome to those people um, who all want to get out of struggling circumstances. But does that then not hinder the, the other concepts that, we're, that we could be talking about? I mean, I've been to a church where the, the pastor has spoken about uh, the, the necessity of, of paying tight you know, every week for five weeks in a row. I mean, that was the core message, paying tight, paying tight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, eight times out of 10 is about paying tight, mm -hmm. you know? It's always about paying tight. I forget paying tight. It's always something, but so something to do with money or, um, you know, that car you want, you can get it and so on and so forth. Is this not hindering, like, our higher aspirations? Is it not hindering um, our... Uh, our, our critique of, of the Bible? of our understanding of spiritual concepts, of, of blessings, you know? Is this not getting in the way of, of things? What do you think? If eight times out of 10, that's what you're discussing, and yeah. only two times out of 10, are you actually discussing why you're there? Mm. Which is a problem. And we, got, we mentioned about young people being impressionable about wanting these flashy things, but I guess as adults as well, it's the same thing. Mm. If you have a generation or a group of people who don't have something, and you constantly tell them they can get something if they sold something. It's almost manipulative. Mm. Almost manipulative. Because when you when you talk about money, people kind of split their ears up. Exactly. So, I mean, what I'm really asking is whether SPAC are just doing the same thing everyone else is doing, but doing it better than they're doing. Because in a lot of places, I mean, not I mean, I've had the opportunity to visit lots of different churches, mm -hmm. and most of the time that's not the case. Most of the time, there are different things going on. It's yeah. just that certain places there's kind of a focus on offering and tithe and, mm -hmm. and the rest of it. Um, and obviously, you know, lots of pastors like to comment on that the dissonance going on. Some people say, "Oh well, Jesus never spoke about tithe," and then you say, "Well, look at this fact." This verse in Matthew, mm -hmm. um, I think Matthew Matthew twenty five, I think. Um, so are, are SPAC Nation just more effective in terms of promoting wealth? Are they more effective than other churches are at doing the same thing? Their marketing is phenomenal, I tell you that much. <laughs> Even I almost wanted to go. You know, I'd have to agree. I think, I think yeah, um, but, um, you know, even though something that you mentioned that I wanted to expand upon is that in regards to the tithing, I think it's important to know what you're tithing into. That's it. You know, because everybody is, is um is you know, is, what's, what's the word? I think uh, someone in church said, I'm trying to think. They said, you know, we're all paying into something in some sort of way, whether mm -hmm. that'll be if you're trying to chase a career or something, whatever, you're always going to invest into something. So I think if you know what you're investing into, I see seed or tithing as an investment. And if you know what you're investing into and you're you're happy with it and, you know what I'm saying, that's that's, 
that's what you want to go and do, then so be it. But then the problem, the problem comes in, like what the brother was saying, is that when you manipulate and you lie, and and another thing that's been come, I don't want to skip ahead, yeah, but because you might touch on it, mm-hmm. but I think when you know you, you you sell something, and then you don't live up to the expectation, it's almost like selling a dream. That's where the problem will come in, and okay. that's where it can come manipulative. Voice like, hey, you know, that's not what you you know told me at the beginning, and this is not what it is. You know, now H- has so. anybody at the church asked you? uh to be i mean what are these lines um i saw i saw some information about lines going on at the church where you have uh one of the leaders or a pastor (laughs) uh, who have a group of people and they'll have an instruction to raise x amount of money within x amount of time and everybody who's part of that group um in that line must Mm. raise that money like as part of the line is Mm. is this real What, what what's going on here yeah so basically um in the church we have like believe there's about four or five fellowships so there's like four or five different fellowships and within those fellowships you have like leaders and within those leaders some of them um have lines so people that you know uh tithe into them so within that line that they have they have consistent givers that would be the main constant people who would be their regulars who always give and they would have those consistent people and obviously those are the people who would regularly be given now in terms of how they get it, or what they do to get it. Sometimes it's a bit crazy. I don't know every single story. Of course. But it's, you know, sometimes it's like, she, she, they, 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 they throw the kitchen, like, sinking. Like, they just, their soul, they'll do anything to get that seat or to, to give to ah. their, their, their line leader. Okay, so, so, so you know personally of people who have taken out credit card loans and things. I've so, heard, yeah, yeah. I've been, okay. I've, I've been, yeah, I've been even been approached on that before. So, okay, so yeah. how, did, how did that go? So the first time I was approached, and this was, this was about last year, um, one of the leaders, I'm not going to mention any names. Of course. You know, but um, one of the leaders actually, leaders actually called me and said, oh, yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know, you've been serving, you know, I've seen, I've seen you about, we appreciate what you do. And then he asked me about to be a caricature for someone. What does that mean? So a caricature is like a sponsor. Okay. So basically what it was is that he wanted me to um, almost uh, uh, use my name to help someone. Uh, is it uh, fund some money for whatever? I think it was either university or some sort of tuition. Yeah. So at the time, because I wasn't, it was my friend that texted me and said, do you want to be a caricature? And I, I didn't have a clue what that was. I was like, what's, what's, what's that? What's caricature? Mm. Then he said, oh, I'm going to go into more depth. So obviously when the leader spoke to me, I said, oh yeah, it sounded like a good idea. You know, mm. you want to help. Mm-hmm. And then after, I think um, I asked my friend, did you did you go through for it? Because he said, me and him were supposed to kind of, you know, do it together. And he said his credit score wasn't good. So something within me said, let me make up the same excuse. So I called him the next day and said, well, you called me. And I said, you know, unfortunately I can't do it. My credit score is not good. He said, oh, no problem you know it doesn't it's, you know at least you you know you offer the exception mm. so that one i kind of got away with it you yeah know, scraped it and i think another time when i was approached um it was about universal credit i think two people approached me on that because at the time i was kind of hard on money and um because at the time i was uh signing on obviously i wasn't eligible to it so that kind of in a sense saved me okay and another time i was approached by another person leader and he kind of started to you know say oh you know if you do that and you get you know you get someone else then we can make this x amount of money and then i've also got this other you know a venture with um watches if you get someone with a watch and we can somehow you know spread it and get another person 
and I kind of wasn't buying into it because I didn't really understand it. But I was just like, oh, okay, okay. And obviously that never fell through because obviously, you know what I mean? It was, um, I wasn't eligible for it. Mm. So I was lucky that I was able to kind of not get myself into a position where I would, you know what I'm saying, be in that position of, of debt or whatever. So I'm 